I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Back with the latest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. This is where we get together and talk about all the different things going on out here in life, whether it be politics, relationship, race, current events, whatever. And birthdays. And birthdays. <laughs> There's a birthday guy right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Happy birthday, my brother. Oh, well, thank you very much. No doubt. It's birthday. Yep. It's a birthday guy. 25? We'll call it 25 part 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating with you and, uh, you know, understanding your frame and, and, and getting to know you. And it's a beautiful thing, man, that you made it this far. Congratulations. And a brother like you getting this far as a black male. Kudos. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I'm one of those people that enjoys getting older. Like I know some I hope people you enjoy getting gifts too, man. Get them some gifts, y'all. Come on yeah, now. I'm not even the I'm not even like the gift guy. Like uh, yeah, like, okay. I always tell people uh if when they want to get me something, I say, if you want to do something for me, uh come grab a bite to eat with me. Come have a drink with me. Oh, that's come, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, don't worry about shopping and all that. So I care more about the relationship, relationship. than I care about yeah. You're trying to come up. Well, I, I'm trying to come up. Yeah. So, with me, drop a gift um, and get the hell away from me. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? That's that's me. But hey, different strokes for different folks. All right. <laughs> Congratulations again. Though. Nothing wrong with that. I, I ain't going to toot my own horn like I'm on no high ground because I have a real self-serving holiday. Like I said I spend the week doing whatever it is that I want to do. The whole week, dog. I spend pretty much the whole week. It's actually called a festival. It's called Manny Gras. <laughs> I don't even. I'm scared that I even brought this yeah, shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually called Manny Gross. So instead of you doing a month like some people do, what I think is ridiculous, you do your whole week. Two week, real self serving. It's yeah. all the stuff I want to do. Perfect. It's you know, if it's eating at a, my favorite restaurants every night of the week. What's one of your or, favorite restaurants? Uh, not too much in town anymore. Okay. So typically, I like this year I've stayed home, but last year I was in New York, mm. and so my hometown. Yeah, yeah. So I was in New York last year. Yeah, you. A week over there. Yeah, it was a good time. Crazy. I was in Tahoe the year before that. Okay. Like, so typically. You got destinations. Yeah. I've been to that main girl in Chicago and Vegas and uh-huh. Hawaii. I did it once in Paris. Like, uh-huh. I've been. Yeah, so it's. it's so I said, it ain't like I'm like, oh, you know, just a humble, quiet, yeah. quiet birthday. Okay, well, good. Because <laughs> I look at it as that's my holiday. That's the only thing I yeah. celebrate. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I, it's an, I appreciate getting older. No doubt. You know, so to me, each birthday is not about can I get some jackets or a hat or yeah. some shoes. To me, it's like I appreciate being around for another year. That, that, you know what? Especially, I got to also say shout out to my cousin, Ob Action, uh, Jason Axis. He's actually turning your, your same age. Okay. Another healthy 25, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we was doing some stuff building in Atlanta, and I was talking to him and, um, you know, giving him a shout out because his birthday was, uh, you know, December 13th or whatever. And, I was just letting him know all the great things he was doing because I think that when you have that moment of clear clarifying and, and, and all the things that you've gone through to get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. That moment of reflection, so to speak. Sometimes I think we don't give ourselves enough credit, yeah. right? And I was giving him like kudos on, dude. I remember when you was this age at this point of your life, and look at where you're at now. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So I I give that respect to you because I've watched. In a short amount of time, the development, right? Yeah. And 
you still look like you're 16, you know what I'm saying, with just some facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Good skin. Yeah, and melanin. Good, that, that melanin. That melanin. <laughs> but I think that it's always important. Like, I think that I value my birthdays more now to celebrate where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, before, it was like, yo, I'm getting older and like, this shit is <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, moving yeah. the way it's supposed to move, right? Yeah. So when you really have overcome different obstacles and you get to that point, I think that it's always important to celebrate. Yeah. But celebrate because you should celebrate. Some people celebrate and there's no reason to celebrate. Yeah, they just it's just a reason for the turn up. Yeah. But, but I like I said, I really I really look at like because I've had a few incidences in the course of my life where I could have very easily no longer been here. Oh. So I, I look at, you know, Anything specifically one that you know before we get into really stuff, but one specifically about 15 years ago, I got a, a car accident, mm. and so I took a telephone pole at like 45 miles an hour. Wow! I think you did tell me about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. okay, you know, engine in the front seat, like it was just car just crushed in. The pole went halfway through the hood. Like it could, it could have very easily went. <laughs> could have wow. that very easily could have been a wrap. Wow. And so I, I really appreciate each year. Okay. So to me, you know, my birthday is like it's not like oh, just a reason for cake yeah, and drinking yeah. and partying, but it's like now nah, I'm I'm appreciating another three sixty five. And on, to- on top of that, you know, you appreciate it, but then you are developing and you're growing. Yes, you're not staying stagnant. Not just partying, but yeah, appreciate and then. I appreciate every day I get to get up as an opportunity to be better. Yes, sir. And so rather than squander the opportunity yeah. to be better, I try to get, I try to learn more, study, be around different people, different energies, different yeah. information. That's like, like I try to live. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not, I don't just like existing each year. I actually try to live, you know. So motherfuckers is just existing. Yeah. I don't ever want to do that. I don't want to just exist for 80 years. Like I was. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, but I appreciate the birthday no doubt, shout no out. Doubt, no doubt. I would sing for you, but I leave that for my ladies. That's all right. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm hearing it in my head. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with See, you that's a little bit of right there. I'm with you in spirit. So there's a lot of stuff been going on out here since the last Shit. time we got together. And kind of a theme that I was getting when I started thinking about some of the stuff that I've seen in the press and in the news and and what's important and it kind of piggybacks to something else as we speaking about life and, and getting older something that uh today i saw was uh actor uh, alan thick he's the daddy of robin damn Thicke. i know right and uh he, if you don't know uh his biggest claim to fame aside from his son was he was uh dr jason seaver yeah. on growing pains a, a sitcom that came on in the mm-hmm. 80s and and you know he was like he was a different kind of father figure because he was a psychiatrist. Yeah. And so he had more of a kind of a liberal approach to parenting. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't the Al Bundy of the era yeah. or he was, you know, he was really, you know, he was really, he was a sensitive dad. Yeah. Peep game how in those moments of those, like what the early 80s, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. how they had all those powerful figures of white fathers. Yes. Right. That yeah. really kind of cemented you know white culture like mm-hmm. yo here's our p- premier dads yeah where are y'all negroes yeah we he <laughs> was the he was the offset to now you gotta remember too it was the cosby show was at, yeah, was but, right. yeah but, but you also remember who's the boss tony Danza. oh no 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 it's i'm just, just saying just for yeah. just for yeah. so you we what was the cosby show on one end it's offset was growing uh, pains. was growing pain uh, and then there was also other, several other family shows at the time, but it, it's you know it was he was a doctor, his wife was a journalist, yeah. 
Uh, All American family. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and kind of looking at that today, he actually passed away having a heart attack while, Crazy. while playing hockey. With his son. 19 year old son. He was 69. We're like, <laughs> he, he looked and he looked pretty good. At yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in good shape. And, yeah. and like I said, his his son, the most famous son, is, is you know blurred lines, fame, uh, lost without you. You know, Robin Thicke yeah. like, looked just like his daddy. Yeah, Have you ever sure. seen, and sound just like him too when he talked. But but what was making me think about that is is that that presence of of a strong male figure, mm. and then I look at you know what's our strong presence of a, what's who's, who's our strong male figure that we look at. Because there's all these different incidences We're that lacking. keep happening, yes. and and who's the go-to? We're lacking. Like when I think of like family fathers, I don't jump to Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> I actually jump to James Evans. Oh, uh, yeah, he was my dad. Yeah, when I, I think of, I look at James Evans, and I was like, yo, that's really actually my dad. Yeah, that was mine too. That was my that, dad. That, that was that was. <laughs> and if you don't know James Evans, that was uh, the father on Good Times. That was a little more on the struggle side of the game. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Huxtables was a Cosby show, and that was, you know, Cliff was a doctor, mother was an, a lawyer, they was privileged in the, in the you know, nice spot in Brooklyn. Uh, I believe Good Times was in Chicago. Chicago. And it was in the projects. But James Evans was hardworking man, there for his kids, he'd fight for their honor, but he put a foot in the ass if necessary. Uh, and so when I think of, even now, even though that show's been off the air 30 years, that's who I still look at. When I think of you know the, you know those, those imageries of, of fatherhood outside of my own like yes, the, Im- the imagery of, of fatherhood. No, definitely he re- he reminded me of my dad. Like yeah. literally, real talk, he did. I yeah. promise you, he did. Yeah, and so I look at that shouldn't be that wide of a gap. Yeah. You know, and so when I think of like those those prominent male figures, and I think of the male figures that we have now, the <laughs> ones that are put in front of our youth and our women and, and represent the culture. Me- we start looking at different kinds of behavior. And so, you know, the way that you carry yourself, you know, some, the, the, the code, you know, the, the stuff that we grow up in is in male behavior, how we interact with each other, interact with women. I'm just seeing how this is this playing out. And, and one of the things like we got old boy, uh, Atlanta boy, dress wear. Young Daga. We call him Jeffrey. <laughs> young you know, Daga. You know, we got dress wearing young thug in the airport disrespecting women. The, the staff at at the airport, yeah, and like it, just I, I'm seeing this is what the young folks are looking at. Yeah. Now I applaud his mother because Young Thug is 25. Yeah. And his mother actually made him go back and apologize to the staff because he uh, he called them uh, peasants, ants, and peasants. Yeah. And singled out two women and called them uh, two black burnt women. Yeah. Just extremely disrespectful. And try to offer them money to quit their job and all that. All because he couldn't, they wouldn't allow him the board to play because he showed up too late. Yeah. And so I applaud his mother for having him go back and and, and apologize. But that type of behavior is that kind of of fuckery is what these young people, and this is boys and girls, not just who young boys are emulating, but this is who the women are looking at. This is male behavior. Mm -hmm. So. What's going on with, with, with on, on, on our side of the game? Well, how the fuck does a motherfucker that wears a dress um, toting guns really become the figure that we look to 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 resemble anything of a man? One, you yeah. know, and when I, I never like when I see ignorance like that, you know, it usually comes on my timeline. I don't really try to chime in too much because 
I read enough of what it is. I don't want to kind of listen to figure out to kind of entertain that, get yeah. more likes to it. Um, but as I as I read people's comments and I and I heard more about it and I got the information um, from different sources, uh, it just to me is the nature of how sensitive this world has become, but how hard it is at the same time, right? It, okay. it, it's almost a way to where people get busted up about the littlest things, right? Okay. But then they do the most outlandish things, right? Okay. The more bolder things, like years ago, you would never be able to do that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Years ago, you wouldn't have a phone and be able to disrespect these people without some ramifications. Right. Yeah. You know, now it's almost like, well, let me put it on World Star or let me go ahead and put it on my FaceTime. It's like, hey, look at y'all. I'm embarrassing these people because people have laughed before with other things that I've done. So this is a part of my character. So I'm going to continue to do that. Right. Yeah. So when you got this guy um, who's an ass clown all together. Right who definitely has uh, a problem with his sexuality. He doesn't know which side he wants to go to, and I wish he would kind of just say who he is yeah. in reality. I ask myself, who the fuck do these motherfuckers think they are? Because you keep on forgetting that before you was in the bottom. You yeah. got to remember that you came from a black mother, right? Yeah. And the simple fact that we've all had incidents in the airport that probably weren't friendly right yeah. but you don't go out your way using your your star and these people who have kind of looked up to you and got you to the place where you had to be able to do things and get your mother out the hood and feed your family look at them as peasants especially sisters who have it hard enough yeah trying to break away from this image that this motherfucker right here wants to put it on front line and blast. And I don't really care that his mom had to tell him to go apologize. I say that Negroes like this need to be cut and banned in our community. Okay. I, and and I have no no love for this dude. I don't know the man. I couldn't tell you a Young Thug song. Um, but two things. One going along with that is, A, first off. It, let's just say these weren't fans. They didn't help you get up there. They didn't help you do anything. Um, just what type of man? Like if he was 15 and was a millionaire and he was feeling himself and yeah. he was inappropriate and immature, yeah. I could sit there and be like, okay, he just doesn't know any better yeah. at this stage of life. This is a 25-year-old man. Mm -hmm. So that all those passes are gone. Yeah. And the second part is, is it's great to my, my, my eyes that his mom recognized he was out of pocket. Yeah. But the second part is that where were the men to check in? <laughs> I ain't heard nothing. Like, there was no dudes that came nothing. out and were like, hey, bro, what you doing? Exactly. None. Like, the women were there to defend themselves. Yeah, yeah. And if this happened to some Jewish white women, Jeffrey, Young Thug, whatever you want to call them, yeah. would not have a career. Yeah. It's become um, more or less the easy and cool thing to do to disrespect black women. Like literally. It's become like ah who cares. Disrespect them. Mm, you know. No yeah. one's going to bother. And my thing is regardless of if say. Forget the professional side of, of the airport. Yeah. Or his. The label execs yeah. up top. Yeah. You're a 25 year old rapper. Your peer group. Yeah. Are you know the. 
everything from the the, the little Yachties and the yeah. Twenty One Savages to the Kendricks to the J Coles to the I didn't hear from none of them. Now, granted, they're young, <laughs> so if you're like, okay, well, that's a peer, we're eye to eye. Let's shift up a generation. Yeah. Where are your Snoops, your Jay Zs, no. your, your you know your no. Puffies? They'll, they'll, you know what I mean? Like there was just no. nobody, no conversation, no no grown man came no. in like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, none, none. Like, like it, it, you're you're with Cash Money. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, out of all them dudes, no, all these grown ass forty <laughs> something year old men, nobody was like because their level of disrespect with women and how women are, and I don't know why, and that's what always used to trip me out. Like how women flaunt themselves to these guys that don't give two shits about them, right? Yeah. You're better to deal with us. I mean, we, we're not going to have the Lamborghini car, but yeah. I mean, you're going to have a better race with us compared to them yeah. who you know what it is. Yeah. But the simple fact that because he has been given this this kind of royal treatment yeah. with everyone and whoever because he is young thug, yeah. you – Think that you can get away and have a pass by disrespecting these young women, right? Yeah. And the thing that pisses me off is like, I guarantee you, you wouldn't do it with some white women. See, and that's huge. And I agree with you. Facts. And I agree with you. And and so that's why I say when we start looking, motherfucker would have been arrested. Well, let well let's just say let's not even look to the backlash <laughs> side. It just wouldn't have been done. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, hey, for, forget whatever the 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 would have came down the pike and whatever the repercussions would have been. It just wouldn't have been done. And and that's why I'm looking at you know the the the, the strong male figures for our community and for our young men and young women coming up. I mean, the faces that that the the faces of our current franchise, you know, is it, Kanye. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when, when when if you started saying name off the top five most you know uh, influential or or famous black men of a particular age, we're not going to jump up to the sixty some odd year old dudes. Yeah. You know, uh, if you start talking, you know, forty and under, forty five and under, that dad age. Yeah. You know, uh, forty five to thirty five. Yeah. Yeezy is 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 top three. Mm. You know, uh, LeBron's not old enough. Mm-mm. You know, Kobe's just kind of there, mm. but no one associates you know Kobe Bryant with a father figure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Will Smith is just kind of mm. you know it, 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 you know what I mean. So yeah. when it starts talking about who's that prominent male dad aged figure for the young kids and the young women <laughs> to look to. What are we putting out there? Nah, we ain't putting it because if you calling him out Kanye, that's what I'm saying. Like if you say, because because Kanye, yeah, Kanye is about 35, roughly. So I would think that's just a, um, a guy like Jay Z before Kanye. Well, but Jay Z's like 46, 47, so he's right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so he's, he's yeah. so he's right about there. Well, there's, there's really, I mean, you, they all act young, immature. That's the thing, though. That, that's what you know. what I'm saying, like as I call it, they're all in the Peter Pan syndrome. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. they don't want to. They don't want to grow up. Yeah, because you know if you because and for some of you who think that this is too young of an age to associate fathers, you got to like to a teenager to to uh, typically your parents are roughly anywhere from eighteen to twenty five years older than you. Yeah, for the most part, yep. some of them have kids a little bit earlier. Some of them have maybe if you're the fourth or fifth child, no. there's more years aside. But but typically about twenty twenty two years is the gap. Yep. So if you're fifteen year old. 
is, is in high school looking to who looks like dad. Kanye looks like dad. Mm. Will Smith looks like dad. Mm. You know, like I said, Kobe looked like dad. T.I. looks T. like T.I. looks like yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, Snoop yeah. looks yeah. like dad. Yeah. You know, and, and and so when we start thinking about that, that prominent figure that we're putting out there, you know, I don't know when there's I there's no James Evans. There's no this group, Bill Cosby. Yeah. There's 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 no one that you know. There's no um what hell even Carl Winslow. Yeah, Uncle <laughs> Phil. There's no Uncle See, Phil. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think that it was funny. I think J Cole kind of hinted onto something like that. You know what I'm saying? When he was like rest rest in peace to um uh, to uh Uncle Phil. It's like because that resembled to so many people as a father figure, right? Yeah, it's it's. And, and a good example, because I remember Will Smith had his birthday like two years ago or something like that. And they said the irony, they thought it just to give a benchmark is, is he had turned the age then that James Avery, who passed, who played Uncle yeah. Phil, was when he was Uncle Phil to him at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Crazy. That's why I say Will's that age, too. Yeah. Now, you don't think of Will Smith now as the same age as James Avery, because no. James Avery just looked old. Yeah, he did. But there was a certain presence yeah. That came of that generation of a man, yeah, like of a man. You know, a forty-four-year-old man back in the late eighties, early nineties is what a fifty-five, sixty-year-old man is now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. And now, when you have these discussions, and you're looking at like who is in this guy's camp, Young Thug? Yeah, like like who like who like uh, that's Birdman. That's you know Birdman's boy. And and, and then when you talk <laughs> about. Um, the older fathers of the Jay-Z's and the Birdman ages, yeah. these Negroes is all running in the same lane. That's why I think we talked about it on one of our podcasts. I am happy with the mature level of Jay-Z kind of transitioning. I'm yeah. not saying that he's all the way there, yeah. but he's a lot more there than him staying stagnant and being a part of some of this fuckery, right? Yeah, he's talking about political aspirations yeah, and who he aligns and just, himself and, with and, an and industry real and big stuff. business and things yeah. of that nature. But when you got guys like a young thug, and, and of course we're going to touch on the Kanye and all his madness, you, you just got to ask yourself, like, have we really failed our black youth by not having enough strong individuals? And are we okay with allowing people to be so disrespectful and not being checked, right? Yeah. In those moments to where reality is this, dog, it's not the simple fact that you're disrespecting those women, you're screwing up your career. Because yeah. it takes you saying it to the wrong person and you're going to be sitting here going to Harlow's and hoping that 10 people show up. Yeah. So, if you're not from SAC, Carlos is a venue in SAC. And it's true because something that, taking what you were saying, and it's something I've said all the time when we talk about this, this generation. This is the first time, kind of ever, where the two generations are so close. So a 15 year old and a 35 year old are the same now. Mm. The old days, if you were, if your dad was 35 and you were 15, you know, you trying to. Sneak some Ice Cube listening to. He's listening to Cool in the Game. Mm. You know, maybe he's listening to Run DMC or LL Cool J. He's putting on the time. Yeah. Like, he's listening to James Brown yeah. and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Like, this, the the, mood, the music, the movies, everything was different. Yeah. Now, 
15 year old and a 35 year old listen to the same music. Yep. They watch the same movies. Yep. They get the same George when they come out. They they both wait for Madden to come out. There 2K. is no separation. <laughs> there's, man. there's no yeah. All all a 35 year old now is is a 15 year old that can drink and smoke. There you go. Like there's no there's no there's no delineation between these generations. Before there was a divide, a huge divide. Like I like my father is. Do my math real quick. My father's about 26, 27 years older. 27 years older than me. My dad's older than that than me. So there's 20, yeah. 27 years between me and my father. I think my dad got like a like probably a, a 30 some plus on me. For okay. Sure. And even to, to shrink that, because to my older siblings, yeah. where that, that 27 drops down to about 21, mm-hmm. 20 year difference, there is there was no overlap. And my dad wasn't my friend. Exactly. And that's huge too. Now, my dad wasn't my partner. And neither <laughs> were his friends. No. Nah. And neither were my friends' fathers weren't my friends. We're cool, but we're not friendly. It was like I like the kid. Yeah, he's, he's cool and cool, all, but but it's not. You didn't even feel. Do they like me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was an uncomfortable feeling when you coming in. You like respectfully, hey sir, hey how you doing, Mister uh, Yada Yada. So so yeah, so and so here, so so you know, at, you didn't come around at dinner time. There wasn't my dad's friend after- that wanted me to hang around. And this was kind of showing me the ropes. It was like, I beat it. Or he wasn't coming in the room with y'all in there playing Tech Mobile. Yeah. Let me get on the controllers next. And I think like, <laughs> because of that lax has created the nature of what we're dealing with right now today. Yeah. The lack of fatherhood, the lack of real men, the lack of separation. Because you got an iPhone, I got an iPhone. You got a, a Galaxy, I got a Galaxy. You know what you're saying? You got a, a Apple laptop, I got an Apple laptop. We're, you wearing True Legends, I'm wearing we're True We're both Legends. waiting for J. Cole Come album on, to drop. Man. We both just watched the new Rick Ross yeah. video. We, we both, both going to the Drake concert. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> there's no like, separation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was going to Cameo, and we was trying to sneak in to go see uh, uh, NWA or Run DMC. Yeah. Like, yeah. they wasn't coming with us. Yeah, I could tell you as a kid, my father didn't care about none of that. None of that stuff. All he cared about, if he, if the curse words, I don't want y'all listening to that. Yeah, if know. it was too much cuss. He didn't care about content. Mm-mm. He couldn't tell you who Special K was or Special Ed. Nah. He couldn't, he didn't know the difference between Chub Rock or Heavy D. And it's a gift <laughs> and a curse. It's a gift and a curse because we want to be able to be relevant. But I think it's become more of a curse. Yes. Because... Look what, what relevance has gotten us. Yeah. As a man, you shouldn't be sagging just like your son or your son's friend. Right? Exactly. You, you they're, they're, As a man, your vocabulary should not be the same vocabulary as a 15 or 16 year old. Oh, yeah. When I last year, at least we finally buried the word. But yeah, last year, I got listening to 35 year olds talking about stuff on fleek. Like, really? Word, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 really? Yeah. Your, your fits on fleek right now? Like, like, you, you 37 and, you, and your fits and on your fleek? Fl- yeah, on fleek. Your fits on fleek? Like, I am not. <laughs> what, what with me? I'm not a club kind of dude. Yeah. Not at all. Like, I, I used to be that guy, but I learned, and I remember telling me the young G, like, man, man, B, you need to come over. I said, young G, man, that days is over with me, brother. It's your time. You go ahead, move the way you need to move. Be that. That's you, baby. That's yeah. you. Pass the baton. Yeah, club club hopping is like an NFL running back. Man. You should start thinking about retirement around 29. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, 29.30, you should be looking at retirement. Sure. Like, like we were just talking before we started uh, recording. You know, I go to functions where it's for my age bracket. It's, it's my ni- age bracket, 90s music, I, right? I just went to a Big Daddy Kane show Come last on. night. You know, I'll, be, I'll go to a 90s party. Yeah, but I'm not going to go see 21 Savage. Exactly. What do I got to be there for? Exactly. If I'm not making no some kind of money, like doing some type of uh, security or I done bought the venue and maybe I'm trying to flip Make some up. money, yeah. So I've been a nightclub guy for years. And so I, you know, I've worked in bars and clubs and from everything from bouncing DJ and whatever. And then I did work, uh, music businesses, recording artist management and marketing. So I used to work with younger acts. So guys that were 22, 23. And so I'd have to go to nightclub stuff with them. I was there five minutes and I'm just like, I know I got to be here, but there's you, you, I just felt like the old guy at the club. I was in the same position. Yeah. But what I did is I digressed and I started getting caught back up into that hype. Yeah. See, I was, you know what I'm saying? Like I got caught, I started getting back into that flavor and that feeling because it was so, um, normal to me. Yeah. I I just, this is what I I'm from. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, I'm almost aged out. So when I left that whole lifestyle, I think that was one of the reasons, main reasons why I left the music industry because it almost kind of dumbed me down in a sense. Yeah. Like it was, it, it didn't make me mature enough. So I had to be in my own lane and I couldn't babysit a bunch of Negroes and some of the fuckery that goes on. It, it just, dude, it's some Negroes are worse than females when it comes to gossiping and doing some bullshit. Yeah. And that's why you have guys like Young Thug. That's why you have shit that Kanye West is doing yeah. and people are losing their mind thinking, like, oh, he, he's got mental issues. And this is the thing that I don't like. Mental illness is serious. Very much My so. My mother is mentally ill. Very so I serious. know exactly Very what this serious. is all about. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've I've fought depression myself. I know a lot of people that are battling demons to this day. Yes. The difference between us and a guy like Kanye is his access, his yeah. money can change all of his his situation. Yeah. His bounce back and his health. Yeah. Right. Positive and negatively. All the all day long. Yeah. But when you have a guy like that. That is craving for that attention. I don't want to hear mental health because you're going to turn around and play yourself when everyone's crying. They're going to do him like they did Prince. Nah, nah. He doing you because he knows a smart businessman. I kind of fucked up with all this ranting. I may lose some money. Let me disappear. Isolate myself hospitalize myself and i'm not saying he wasn't at the hospital but at the same time that's going to get the heat off me so i can come back and show up with trump yeah there's a big difference between needing to put yourself on timeout versus you know like the 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 mental breakdown and instability because i i agree with you when because the mental health issues are, are extremely real serious and don't get enough attention and they get downplayed too much you know and i'm not even gonna say kanye don't have some issues you know, I, I'm sure there's a few rattling around up there. But when you start looking at just bad behavior and eventually you, he probably was suffering from exhaustion and everything else they were saying, because he was the same way Cat Williams was, same way a bunch of a lot of but that that's your, but, 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 you know, that's your job. That's your occupation. You choose to work that hard. Don't oh, no. blame it on 
I don't want to hear that. Oh, no, no, this is the difference. Because I never heard it from either one of them. This is yeah. why I'm only saying that if it's... It, then sometimes folks just got to go sit down somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So if that's what he had to do, whatever. But what I look at is, is that he is what these young kids look at. And you got a guy who goes on rants and tangents about, you know, not being invited to the party. <laughs> you know, they don't, they block me from this. They keep me from that. And then female shit, dog. Very, very emotional. And you know what? Let me, let me, let me, excuse me. Let me not disrespect my, my Queens. I'm sorry. Cause I don't, it's not female situation. I shouldn't say that. Cause those traits aren't female. They're kid shit. Right? They're immature. Yeah, it shows a sign of immaturity. I'm not gonna label it as female because there's a lot of women that are hard body compared to some of these suckers, right? Yes. And more and more, when you fall in love with like that person, the underdog and the music, and yeah. you try to even fall in love with the character because you want to like the person yeah. as well. Um, and I think that was always something big with Kobe. It's like, damn, this motherfucker is dope on the basketball court, but just he just felt he was just an asshole, yeah. right? Even if you didn't ever know a story, you just felt that People love to hate Kobe. Yeah, but... Even before the Colorado stuff, they just... Indeed, that. And yeah. when they got the Colorado stuff, yeah. they ran. But, you know, America's America. It comes back to love you again. Break you... Build you up, break you down. Oh, yeah, he's and, fine again yeah. now. He gets cheered. He's standing ovation yeah, everywhere, all the, he uh, everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes, he gets like a... You know, he's, he's shit. A, a pass like the president. But with a guy like Kanye, from all of these things that may be real... Like he's broken so many male man codes, right? First of all, you're speaking upon business from your best man, you know, Jay Z, yeah, and his wife. Like, what kind of attention are you seeking from them? Like, I understand what you you're you're looking for something, but you don't put business out okay. like that okay. on those kind of uh, public platforms. But dog, you don't. He is a prime example of of I look at the daddyless side of the game. Yes, because I think what and this is just you know my my little armchair quarterbacking. Jay Z w- represents the, the father the, figure, the, the, father the figure. big brother. Yeah, because there is a good decade between the two of them, and so you know he is that that guy. And and anyone you know, Jay Z very rarely gives interviews. He doesn't speak on his personal life. Yeah. Doesn't speak, you know, you you hard pressed to, to get any real information about him. He'll tell you all about his ventures and you know what money he made on what, but you'll never hear really hear you talk about himself. Uh, guarded and stuff. But Kanye's that kid who's just looking for attention. But he represents this younger group of men out there because a lot of them are in the same boat. Look at me. Look at me. Please look at me. Hey, Somebody hey, hey, look hey. at me. Give me Anybody likes. Give me likes. At me. Come on to my social media page. Snapchat me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, so you get these guys looking for attention because there's that missing male figure. Like when when, when we were younger, you know, your, your sports figures were. Now, granted, some of them was a little out there. Um, but you didn't know they was out there. Well, no, but I mean, like, so as a kid, my. Now, granted, he was maybe he was different. Maybe he just didn't talk as much. I was a, a Charles Barkley fan when he played for the Sixers, no. uh, just because the aggression. Like yeah. I was like, this, this, that's a dude, right? Like I was a Mike Tyson fan. Yeah, for sure. You know, like this is the guy. He he didn't do all the flowery dancing yeah. around. He came in, he and, clocked and, in, and went to work. And all of these guys had a crazy lifestyle. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it wasn't publicized. Exactly. So, so what I'm saying is, is that so the guys that I, the molds of the people that I saw, like football players, my my guy, Mike Singletary. You know, was, was Lawrence was Taylor. Like, that, that was the era of dudes, like, just men. Yeah. Strong, you know, yeah. just just was, was... Indestructible in yeah. a way. 
Now these kids got Des Bryant, <laughs> Odell Beckham coming out the hot tub with yeah. the dude. You know, blonde hair looking like Woodstock from Charlie Brown. You know, like this is this a lot is of feminine. That's that masculinity try to uh, to you know they try to demasculate. I'm just saying, it's just a lot of that, man. You know, and when we look at so back, you know, the the older days, like though I'm a Bears fan, and Walter Payton to me is 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 phenomenal as running back. Sweetness. Me, Jim Brown is to me is the greatest running back of all time. Now we're gonna talk about your boy Jim Brown. So yeah, so you know, for what he did on the, I mean, just a man amongst boys, what he did on the field. And so when they had that get together, when it was him and Muhammad Ali and and uh, uh, Kareem and all them, when real, they when they soldiers. when they stood together, uh, who would that even be now? Well, I mean, you know, LeBron, CP3, Carmelo, and Wade try to do it, and but you know, that was soft. I, I, yeah, I felt I felt it in a sense. It was delicate, but it was it was, it was definitely gloves. You can't have a delicate protest like De- that. definitely gloves. It was delicate. because at the end of the day, what's the follow through? No. You know, they. I know they're excited because they just signed another, uh, uh, you know, extension for their labor uh, uh, deal in the NBA. Uh-huh. So it looks good for them. Yeah. So oh. I don't know. They. I mean, there's like uh, I think one of the um, agreements was the back to backs, right? Yeah, they're trying to trying to get they're like, like they're gonna be able to to lessen that, have a a, a soft preseason where they're not gonna have that many games. Them brothers, like, why are you gonna rock the boat when the boat is rolling so good? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So when it looks at those those, those male images, because you had Colin Kaepernick, dog, that's it. So you had the exactly that's so, it. So you had the generation where you had the the, the Kareem's, the Muhammad Ali's, the Jim Browns. The money now, wasn't that big, dog. Okay, but no, but I'm saying so you had those guys, and then you had you know uh, documented Kareem had issues with 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 being very vocal about his views about things. Muhammad Ali, yeah, he was he was. Bit. Well, no, but I'm saying he had his issues. Maybe, you know, he was getting his little womanizer on. You had Jim Brown, who was touching up women a little bit. So, I mean, these weren't perfect men. But aside from that, they were willing to stand together and they represented something. Now, the the group that these guys have to look up to. We got nobodies. You know, yeah. You got nobody. You ain't got nobody. Everybody that does something that's powerful ends up doing something that makes you say, what I just what I just see like like are you serious? They either say something, they 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 post something. Like for instance, you have Snoop Dogg does a powerful thing with the game, but it's kind of lame in a sense because like they're trying to like say to the police officers, we all want to clean up the community, yeah, yeah, yeah. bloods and clips. But at the same time, you're doing that, but then you're bad mouth and Colin Kaepernick of what he's doing. It's like you're you either play football or you be a revolutionary. You gotta yeah. choose one. I'm thinking in my head like, huh? Well, you are Snoop Lion, Snoop Dogg, you're a Crip, or you're a rapper, or you're a chef. You choose which one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? In those moments, I really feel like every rapper that moves in a state of doing something positive or any artist, they move back into doing something silly niggerish. Okay, so my thing is, and good to, to piggyback off that, just Mr. Kaepernick real quick. So he got roasted for his ignorance on particular information. Not as an ignorant man, ignorant just in the sense of he didn't have all the information. I'm not going to denounce or denigrate a man because he's passionate and committed but not completely informed. Yeah. You know, for where he is age-wise, 
he needs to hit the books a little more. He needs to get a few more people around him to be more, you know, get his history tighter, yeah. to get his, his social aware. His awareness is acute, but his, his information is a little low. I'm not going to knock a dude for that. You know, if, if he comes out and says, I see something wrong, I may not know how to fix it. Yeah. But that was something Tupac said. He said, you know, uh, he said, I don't know how to clean it up. Yeah. But if I keep talking about how messy it is yeah. long enough, eventually someone's going to come yeah. up and clean I'm it. I'm going to be the spark for change. Yeah. I said, I, you know, and, and that was his whole thing. He said, I don't know how to fix this. He said, but I'm just going to keep talking about yeah. it and, and force whoever does know how to fix it to fix it. So I don't believe in that, you, you know, do one or the other. And if you don't have all the answers and you can't have any answers. Uh, and, and so but Kaepernick's get, now getting roasted and he's going to make more kids. What they're doing to him, this is a dude who's standing up. Yeah. A dude who's who's saying I have They did a, that to Muhammad Ali too though. Remember? Yeah, but but, yeah. but but the difference is is that and so no one's gonna want to follow in Kaepernick's footprints. Like in his footsteps. Like the way they're doing him. Well the, the reason why is because Colin Kaepernick will never be as great as Muhammad Ali. He's not a winner. You know, he's never if Colin Kaepernick could have created a season to where at least they had some marginal of success. Yeah. This team is only one one game, right? Yeah. So he's gonna get traded. He's gonna get let go. He'll get cut. Whatever, whatever. And he'll fade off into the sunset. And what he's done, we will look at ten years from now. Because I'm guaranteeing you, pretty much ten years from now, we're gonna have the same fucking problems. Somebody, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I think that when you have the lack of individuals that are not socially aware, yeah. but are so politically correct in a situation where there should be no politically correctness. I think that you got individuals that are so willing to follow the money and make sure they stay comfortable yeah. and being uncomfortable. And that's where it lies into guys when you go back, and I'm going to go back on to Kanye because we got to go touch on him, where he has a whole world almost feeling sorry for him. He's got a mental breakdown. He's yeah. going through it, blah, blah, blah. Here he comes with his blonde hair, knowing the pulse of the, knowing the pulse of America, knowing the pulse of the minorities that have made you rich. Yeah. You go in there talking to Donald Trump, cheesing and smiling. That like to me, it's just like, dude, you really are an asshole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you really don't give a fuck. And I don't know why people buy into these guys. I don't know why people idolize these guys and create these guys to the monsters that they are. Because when you want to blame someone, blame it on yourselves for putting so much stake. When he calls himself a god or he calls himself a genius, y'all calling him that self too. Yeah. Like, well, like you guys are the one that created this monster. You know, I love these people for what they do. Yeah. On their professional ground, whether it's basketball, music. If I like it, I like They're it. They're good at their I job. I don't follow in or run around, and I guess because I'm older, into the whole philosophy of the person unless I see traits that kind of resemble some of the things that I stand on. Yeah. Right? That's it. So... When you have situations and you see the lack of fatherhood, you see the lack of stable, strong individuals that can lay and laminate kind of information. And when we talk about, um, well, who was that for Kanye? It was Jay. Yeah. It was Dame Dash. All he had was Big Brothers. It was Beanie Siegel. It was Cameron. Yo, yeah. All he had was, uh, it was no ID. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? He had all these people around him, circling around him, 
to help him, but he has his own vision and he has his own selfish ways. And I don't believe any single person that was meeting with Donald Trump was meeting that was black, that was meeting with Donald Trump for the sake of really protecting the black community. Okay, well that, I don't know. See, I don't know 100% on that one. So, because a few people have over the over the last couple months. I didn't say, I didn't say not, no, 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 no. not everybody. No, 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 but I, I, just just to, to say something about it and to touch on it, because you had uh, Dr. Claude Anderson when, when, when Trump was campaigning, and he 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 lent his uh, expertise to the Obama administration. They ignored him. He reached out to Clinton when she was campaigning. She ignored him. The only person who who was willing to listen to him about setting up a, an infrastructure for black businesses and black economics was Donald Trump's people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ray and uh, oh Ray <laughs> uh, and uh, Jim Brown met with him. And Jim Brown's giving him the pass. Like, I got a lot of respect for this dude. Who, and, Trump? Yes. And because Jim Brown, the, the America, uh, American uh, Foundation, which is about similar business building and, yeah. and opportunities. And, you know, they got together and all of a sudden he's co-signing. Him and Ray Lewis are, are sitting there campaigning for him. So the idea of just meeting with them does not automatically mean that I don't think you have... I think probably Dr. Claude Anderson was the most genuine out of the names that I heard of people who met with him. Um, I think other people who met was just kind of get a feeler just for their own, you know, like Oprah, you know, that limited access people who can sit down and talk with somebody. I think Dr. Claude Anderson was the only valid one that I would listen to. Uh, but Kanye is not. Kanye, no, no. Is, Kanye is not meeting with Trump to to set up a, a, a good infrastructure for potential businesses in Chicago. <laughs> He's not talking about, you know, opening up factories, you know, all these clothing line stuff he wants to do. He's not trying to set up factories where stuff can be made in America in impoverished areas and put Americans back to work, specifically black Americans from the region in which he's from. That ain't why he's meeting with Trump. This guy is the same guy that was I don't know who he was yelling for to give him a million dollars or like some crazy amount of Zuckerberg Facebook, dude. He was asking him for a loan for money That, that like this is the guy. Yeah, this is the same guy that said. George Bush don't like black people. Exactly. I mean, this is the same guy. Yeah. And shouts out to um, Fred Hampton Jr. Because he's basically said when I had an interview with Fred Hampton Jr., shouts out to the soldier in Chicago. He said he made Kanye run that. Like he said, hey, brother, you got to do this. This is what you got to do. So, you know, now looking at in hindsight what's going on, I I, I cannot really sit there and deny that story because it looked like it probably did happen. Right. Because someone for sure uh, got the strings on that puppet, right? And then in the same content, when you look at um, everything, and we go and go about the good old Ray Rice. Oh, excuse me, uh, uh, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Excuse me, Ray Lewis. I want to get those brothers mixed up. But um, stop telling black people to stop worrying about race. Stop telling us. No. Stop trying to make this idea that race does not matter when it does matter yeah. when it's very significant everything that has happened let's just say in the last i'm not we're not going to go too deep we're just going to just go on the last three years has all been race related yeah. we can basically say history has all been what race related so if you are telling me in 2016 that it doesn't matter well if it doesn't matter it's not race related run our reparations then what I get frustrated by, these Negroes, these high-powered Negroes, 
I, I don't I don't really mind you meeting with Donald Trump per se because at the end of the day, if he ends up being our president, because we really don't know, because we got to touch on that Russian shit going yeah. on, right? If that's the guy, you're gonna have to play the game, right? Yeah. You're gonna have to sit down and figure it out. What my frustration is, bro, and I've talked about this, and you know we talk about economics and stuff like that. We have so many Negroes with money and access. Yeah. People will say the Negroes have power. No, they don't really have an immediate position of power yeah. because like, they don't let that power be used because they know as soon as they use it, they're going to get dropped. Yeah, right? that's the big test. If you think you have power, try to try to spend it and see how far your well, power Well, not only gets. try to spend it, start really organizing well, like the I Black mean, Panthers. I mean, try to and, see what your money can actually exactly. get you. You'll see what really happens, right? But – we talk about Chicago, we talk about Kanye West, we talk about Baltimore, we talk about um, um, Ray Lewis. All you Negroes have access and money, and you have people that got big bucks, yeah. whether they're whites, whether they're Mexican. You guys got access. Yeah, you, Kanye, your best friends are worth a billion dollars. Limited <laughs> resources, right? Yeah. So y'all telling me that you got to go talk to Donald Trump to get the okay when y'all could have literally, dog, I just left Chicago Last December, yeah, there are so many uh, vacant buildings. There's so many homes unoccupied. Mm-hmm. You trying to tell me that you ain't got uh, hooking up with Oprah, hooking up with Michael? Oh, y'all don't want to help me? Well, let me go get Common. Well, let me get this other high price money maker in my city or outside, and let me go revamp this whole thing okay. like they do out here. They gentrify all the spots. So you Negroes telling me that y'all can't do that? And plus, if you look at Detroit, Detroit, the city of oh, Detroit man. is going to be Chinatown. Yes. The Chinese, Chinese people done sat they're, there and bought that whole thing up. They're, 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 they're buying bulk of the city of Detroit. So y'all, the businesses, the warehouse, all them burned down homes. That's that what I get so tired of. Y'all keep on tap dancing. Y'all keep on trying to explain to us it's not about race. Well, then what is it about? You keep on explaining to us that we got to look at it a different way. Well, how are we supposed to look at it? Okay, well, those are two different arguments because an inability to because another uh, external force is stopping you versus your lack of doing it. Because I think more of it has to do with they ain't trying to put their bread up and and make these things happen. Not because there's a whole lot of external forces stopping them. I don't think they've ever tried. Listen, let me tell you something right now. Those particular people. You allow and give Donald Trump the game plan of what you see as to be the economic uh, rebuild. Yeah. They control it. Yes. So how is that really being ours? It's not. It's about ownership, right? So if black people want to take power, it's better to be like, do it first, then ask later. I guarantee you the the, the, the Chinese faction that came to Detroit and started purchasing up the homes and buildings did not need a meeting no. with Donald Trump, the, then sitting they president with Obama. The, the, they met with the banks to get the money, banks, they met with the, the owner of the property and made some Whatever city council member that got already <laughs> on the payroll and whatever mayor is there, hey. hey First of all, we're going to go to the bank and get these realtors going to buy this. And then we're going to say, hey, check this out. This is what we want to do. Oh, well, shoot. No one else is dealing with it. Exactly. Take Ghost Town. Ghost Town. I don't know if you've been to Detroit Man, in the last decade. I haven't, been, I haven't been out there. I need to go check that out. I've been to, to Detroit. And I got my people. Shout out to my, my, my family out there in Detroit. Uh, literally, it'll be one house. That's cool. 
And these are nice homes, like two-story hardwood floor, Victorian-style homes. Way beautiful better than homes. we get in California. Beautiful homes. The equivalent, if you took one of those homes in Detroit and put it in anywhere in California. Where? You're, you're, you're easily talking about a $300,000, $400,000 okay. home. Okay. Now, I was there in Detroit. They're like, man, you can get these, you can get homes out here for $5,000. I was like, $5,000 down? It was like, nah, five grand outright. Why are we out there right now? Because what happens is, is your home is okay. But the home next to you doesn't have a roof. The one next to it, it looks like the old Best Buy buildings where the corner <laughs> of the building is gone, uh, bombed out, burns oh, out, man. homeless, crack house, crack house. Same thing no in Chicago, bro. But I'm saying, but that's but that's why. So you know. so 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 now these Negroes want to make a united plan with a guy who is a fascist, with a guy who's uh has racial undertones, with a guy that really truly hasn't denounced white supremacy. No. He kind of said, ah, you know what I'm saying? A guy that could be linked to a, 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 and this is the craziest part. We talking about all these other stories and this, they are very, very important, but a issue that the media hasn't really like engulfed is the fact that Russia might've had something to do with the elections. Okay. Well being manipulated CNN, oh, and I will give that the Washington Post and CNN did run with the stories because the thing about, the the potential involvement of Russia in, in the the uh, the election was because this goes back because apparently the real story is is not necessarily that Russia's involvement is that uh, allegedly whatever Trump's knowledge because at the time it was on, the, the the belief was that the 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 hacking job only affected Hillary Clinton so if you, if this is your competitor and there's an external force not the big picture of this other entity is interfering with the politics and the practice of this government and, and who's going to be president and all that. But it really was like, eh, ain't messing with me. Like, he was knowledgeable about some stuff going on, but it was only affecting Hillary, so he just said, you know, F it. <laughs> like, and so now they're looking at, you know, this is the dude that that our former, you know, face of the franchise, Jim Browns, and, and and said Dr. Claude met with him, and and, and Ray Lewis, and, and, and Yeezy, all these people, this this is what the guy that, that they're banking on is the dude that they need to talk to yeah, about crazy. good practices. That's crazy. This to me is like I said, we don't have <laughs> we don't have those go to guys. We don't. That as a community and as a people, we're saying this dude genuinely, legitimately uh-huh. has my back and not only has to will uh-huh. to execute, but actually has a plan worth following. Yes, sir. And it's it, it is almost in a sense of like the elite blacks do not get it at all like they don't understand and i feel like sometimes like when these brothers and sisters fall back down to Attack ground level two <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, those those zeros become uh, uh lesser and lesser yeah. i think that this when the reality hits and that's why well, oh wait a minute i i still am a negro i couldn't because, buy my way out of black nah you can't because it's a it's a, it's a stain for life because you for the life of me with all of this going on, yeah, it was like when KJ over here in Sacramento brought uh, the the UC Davis chan- uh, the, the president, the chancellor, right? Yeah. Mayor Kevin Johnson, former Mayor Kevin Johnson in Sacramento, for the in, in the midst of the scandal at uh, one of these Urban League uh, galas, right? Yeah, and it's like you're bringing her to be a a a, a keynote speaker. This is who you bring it. 
a woman that's in the midst of a major scandal, you're bringing her to talk up like but the Negro's actions like of late have just become so repulsing that you just sometimes just want to just not even turn on the TV and don't want to hear from the Floyd Mayweather's shaking around and talking about all lives matter and having pictures with Trump. And I get it because guess what? You know what? They all are in the same tax bracket. They're rich. Yeah. So shit. I'm going to get as close to the mother effort that got the money because at the end of the day, they don't talk poor language. No. And if anything, you got to look at the Don King and Donald Trump made a lot of money together. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, but if it wasn't that, they would have absolutely nothing to say to speak to each other about. And there's a lot of these guys out there who are like, you want to get close to the money. Let me get as close to the fire as I can to get warm. And if this dude is hot right now and he's got a lot of opportunities, me being linked to him. Is is is, is going to be nothing but a come up. Yeah. It, it, even if it doesn't even involve him, if I can just be in enough pictures, yeah. in enough conversations, yeah. it legitimizes yeah. my position. Yeah. You know, it's and, all it's, it's all a win win. So when the Negro can't take a stand, and when the Negro tried to convince us, like, well, this is what we're talking about economics for the black people, and we're not talking about race, like that. First of all, you lose me there. Yeah. Because it's always about race. Because unless we talk fully about black agenda, because let me tell you something, white people are OK. They got the privilege. They're going to be all right. I don't care about the, the needs and services they have right now. They're not dying the way we're dying. And every they, other group addresses their individual needs. We have to have our own individual needs, man. Yeah. And we don't really need you Negroes talking, especially guys like Ray Lewis that has put his foot in his mouth several different times. Yeah. And like I say, I don't want to hear it's not about race. You're not then you, you, you're turning me off right there because yeah. everything is about race. Dylan Roof killed those black people in South Carolina because of race, because they were black, not because they were Christians, not Come because on. not because of the street corner that the nah. church sat at. You know, he, it, it was it was it stop, was motivated. Stop the madness and stop the nonsense. So Claude Anderson, who I know has been advocating. And has been pushing for black economics, has been doing the work for 40 plus years. <laughs> I understand it yeah. because in, in in a situation of of, of chest, man, you got to go and do what you got to do. But I think the important part is, is he went to the Obama administration, turned him away, went to Clinton, who was the Democratic Party, yeah. who's supposed to be for black people, yeah. turned sure. away. So in a sense of I just don't think that we can play. With the devil as 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 we've played with it, because when Martin Luther King, right, huh? played with the devils, he got a bullet. Yeah, and Martin Luther King didn't get he was not assassinated because he had a dream. He had he was assassinated because the next stage of the campaign was economics. That it, it was it was no longer about integrated lunch counters, integrated schools, living next to whomever. It was solely on money. Everything a black person has put their mind to, has created, has controlled for a minute. As soon we have allowed a a a a a, a, a multi fashions of of culture or let too many white people get in, they end up controlling it. You can look throughout history and see these as facts. Yeah. We dominate certain areas, and we have, but one or two owners or high executives in these positions. And I don't think that living this kind of way is going to be productive 
for the future of black America. Well, something that was brought up that goes uh, along with that point is, is something that historically shows that for whatever reason, and of course you would equate it to, to slavery and the, 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 the hundred years torment that followed it is that whenever you interject a, a white person into a black business, the, the natural tendency is for black people to see the white person as the boss. <laughs> So even if if it's, a, if it's an entity that's been run for 50 years with 100 percent black participation, as soon as you incorporate a white person into the group, just by the sheer psychology uh, of the history They're of this the country, there's automatically just these these things that start to work themselves into place. Not that the white person is necessarily extremely skilled or or well, just there's just the psychology of the minds of black Americans due to the history, the torment, the torture that has happened, not only physically, but psychologically and generationally. There is just an automatic default to the white person must be in charge. Social engineering is a motherfucker. But I think these are things that this is something important to say something about is that there's a I think there's a lot of other groups can't identify with that because they don't share the same history as black people. Uh, so in their eyes, they just see it as oh he just really climbed the corporate ladder. Yeah. He just really excelled. He was really yeah. smart. They don't they, if you're Asian, if you're Hispanic, if you if you're Caucasian, if you're whatever, there's not the shared history. They so, don't look at white folks as dominant. But but I'm saying they just well that's just 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 Charles. They don't look but, at the but, white but, folks. But I, but I don't think a lot of them incorporate the, the psychology, the transgenerational scarring and and just deep-rooted just engineering yeah. that is in minds of, of black Americans that as soon as you interject white people, that's why integration did such harm yeah. to black people. And, and the, the, the reason why we don't do that's why the, to a degree, the, the, the push for social economic segregation is why it's a real campaign, not just because of some anti-white or hatred for white people. But a lot of it is, is just the, the psychology of black minds here is. In order to build, which everyone else says, why didn't black people just build their own stuff? Why don't you just do your own stuff? It almost has to be separate until some of that transgenerational scarring is beginning to work its way out. And some of those wounds are dealt with in order for us to come up and do better. Or even in the same sense that you will have black people. Because there's a lot of black people that own things in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. But they won't put their name out on it and say this is black. Because they're afraid that once I label it that. I'm going to lose business mm-hmm. like the deep scars that we deal with on an everyday basis creates the environment, creates the moments that we're constantly in. It seems like on a daily we're fighting the good fight to get some type of recognition, to get some type of respect, to make sure that there are these people in place to speak volumes. I'm going to really, really sit there and take my hats off to Mr. Trump. When he meets Doctor Farrakhan, yeah, when he, when he, when he sits in when he in, sits in with Minister Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan, because that's a real conversation. Because yeah. these are things that are, are important that we have to address. This, yeah. this need for a strong and positive male model to look at a strong, not only just father figure in the household, but in the community for the young men coming up, the young women coming up, the grown women to look to, the other grown men to lean on, the community to build upon. Yeah. It's it so important on so many levels, yeah. and a lot of times that we like to curve to the idea of all oh, no daddies in the house that's yeah. why kids are acting reckless no we need those positive male figures across the board Lord. not just because you're 12 13 14 nah. but we need them as molds when you're 20 when you're 30 when you're 40 yeah. when you're 50 and that lack of 
is it shows itself in so many different avenues across the board. Mm. And it's something that we can't just ignore or something that we just can't put on the, the issues of why young people mess up. But that's why this nation has a lot of issues. That's why our community has a lot of issues. These are things that need to be addressed. These are things that we actually need to say something about. Say something, say something, say something. Coming at you another time. I'm Jermaine Morris, always bringing the real life without the sweetness. Here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Barry Axius. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, um, Barry Axius, and at Instagram, at Team Void. Come holla at me. You can find me at Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Everything else, Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat, all that stuff is at CEO. Uh, you can also find you at BlackBlueprints.com. You BlackBlueprints.com. And, uh, you know, check out the www.voiceofyouth.com. We got a, a crab feed jumping off. Shouts out to all the trolls and to the haters. You know what I'm saying? Well, appreciate you guys. Love you. We appreciate you for listening. <laughs> and until next show, we'll holler at you later. Yes, sir. <laughs>